how nerdy That's I was. Low I on was the totally in a garbage can by a Backstreet Boy. Tune into the Juice every Saturday from nine until one, only on Radio Three. Five six seven a.m. Radio Three. Uh, just after 15 minutes now to 8 o'clock before our next uh, long news, of course, today at 8 uh, from the news team. Half an hour of solid news, international, local, finance, sports, the whole package from the news team. Meantime, though, it's uh, Anna Marie Evans for another edition of Hong Kong Heritage. Hello and welcome to this week's Hong Kong Heritage. And what a wet week we're having. A couple of weeks ago, I had entomologist Stuart Morton on the programme talking about termites and cicadas. This week, it's all about cockroaches and mosquitoes. I'm the technical manager and company entomologist, and my job involves anything to do with our treatment protocols, uh, manufacturing uh, some of our insecticides, and uh, insect and uh, identification. I have to say that uh, when I'm in my bathroom and there's an, an annoying mosquito or even a cockroach, yeah. whilst I'm, I have to say I'm, I'm slightly repulsed by the idea of a cockroach, I do feel rather bad about killing it just because the actual way that the insect is made up is, yeah. I mean, it's so detailed. Do you find that as an entomologist? I know what trade you're in, yeah. but do you, I mean, is there an absolute fascination with the complications yeah. of these? Well, I like creatures. To, yeah, I do like to. Uh, I like to study them and look at them and uh, and watch how they feed and what they move and they do. Yeah, they're incredible. I mean, like cockroaches. You see, when cockroaches are out in the open and you ever try to creep up on one, they're very difficult because if you look at the back end of a cockroach, they have like those two appendages sticking up, cerci. Now these are sensors. They're not directly connected to the brain. They're connected to the the nervous system. So, in actual fact, they are very sensitive to vibration, air movements. And so when you creep up there, they actually, it's quite funny, that's the reason they start running. The head has no idea what's going on, but the legs are there, the cerci are saying, run, run, and then so they shoot off. It's got the, the, the flight instinct there. Yes, they do, yeah, they have, and uh, at certain uh, times of the year and the weather, then they're even more, they're even more flighty. How many types of uh, cockroaches do we have in Hong Kong? There's probably a few that... We are not that you know you'd need to look in um, rural areas, but but generally we have the uh, we have the American cockroach. I won't bore you with the Latin names, but we have the American cockroach. We have the German cockroach, the Oriental, the Asian. Then we have the brown banded, smoky brown. There's probably like seven or eight. Oh, and woodland cockroach, the nicest one. It looks like a Darth Vader, Darth Vader helmet with a white band, with a creamy band across the top there. And that's the, they they live in the, in, the, in sort of the wooded areas. Yeah, I've definitely had brown banded in in my uh, in my bathroom, and they're actually Quite small. Yes, and yes. they're actually yeah slightly less than than yeah. uh, than the bigger ones. But um, there, I mean, I have heard that. Uh, I mean, obviously. Based on the trade you're in, you will argue with me, but um, they're, they're, they're quite hard to kill. And I've also understood that cockroaches are one of the things that might, although this might be fallacy, but that, that could they actually buy yeah, a nuclear war. Yes, <laughs> yeah, they can survive. Yeah, they're very adept at survival, and they would. Yeah, in terms of when they, you know, they say if you see one cockroach, you've seen fifty, and it's or there's fifty more behind it. But um, that's that's quite true of the German cockroach, and that's basically because of its breeding cycle. So uh, this is the one that you find in restaurants and sort of kitchen areas and um, the egg case contains between 30 and 40 young and from hatching to maturity is is about 60 days 
So if you've got 30 to 40, half of them are females, you do the maths in six months, you've got a lot. And uh, also because of their breeding time, uh, it's, it's so fast, they actually can build in resistance to, to insecticides within two or three populations. So that's why they are hard to kill. And mostly the treatments you use for German cockroaches, you rotate the formulas that you use. In fact, this is a, this is a smart fact for you about them. One of the, the, the best ways to deal with German cockroaches is using insecticide gel. Um, and you use them in spot areas because German cockroaches only like to live in certain places. So like the 80-20 rule, you eat 20% of the area, you kill 80% of the population and you get under control. But um, there was a situation a couple of years ago where German cockroaches had developed an aversion to sweets. So they were using these formulas for gels to kill them, but all of a sudden they've tasted bitter So um, to them. They, they'd actually evolved into resisting them. So they had to completely revise all the formulas and how they could attract the German cockroach to eat their bait. What's a German cockroach doing in Hong Kong? Globalisation, travel over the years. I mean, most of them originate from the tropics or from you know, jungle areas, and uh, they've been gradually brought over. Um, yeah. Names come from who, who discovers them. So the American, the German cockroach, are they the, the larger brown ones? The American cockroach is, yeah. Or they call them in the pomelo bugs in the America, yeah. About an inch and a half, two inches in size, yeah. The ones you see coming scurrying around the floors and the drains, yeah. They can make quite a racket. Uh, yeah, they can be quite noisy. Yeah, exactly. They, they like to live up. They're scurrying around in the ceilings. You can you can hear them, and they'll they'll feed off anything. Yeah. Now, um, when people say about how dirty or unhygienic they are, is that true? No, actually, they're very clean. They're always cleaning and grooming themselves, and that's a part of their. That's one of the ways you you administer uh, treatment to them by their biology where they are. No, it's just that they live in unsanitary areas. Yeah. In terms of um, the, the cockroach itself, you were describing, what were they called at the back, the, the sensors? Oh, the Cersei. Yeah. The Cersei. Um, tell me a bit more about the entomology of, of the whole insect. If you look at the antenna, they're very, very long and they're designed very good to, for, for sensing. And their mouth parts, their mandibles, you can see they're very good for, uh, for breaking down and chewing. Their legs, if you look at the legs, this is the fascinating, if you look up close, the spines on their legs... Um, they enable them to uh, to squeeze through. I mean, they're very big, but they're also very flat. So their legs are able to use the spines to push themselves through into small cracks and crevices. And they do have head protection, you see. The protonum on the back there is, is to protect them. And then also their wings, they do fly. The, the males do have flights. And the whole... So it's just the males that fly? Mostly, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the females have shorter wing buds. Oh, that's interesting. I had no idea. Um, and in terms of how far... I mean, can they see? Yes. Yeah, they can see. They can sense, yeah. So is that on the, on the antennae or on the main no, body? No, it's on the, on the head. So if you're looking at, uh, let's see, American cockroach, uh, oriental cockroach, so looking at refuse areas, damp, dark areas, that's where you, you tend to find them. Firstly, one of the best ways to uh, keep your home free is clean, dry, repairing uh, holes, cracks, crevices, things like that. Using a, a low-impact uh, insecticide is one way. You see these um, these sticky traps that are used. Uh, we use a similar sort of thing, but we have um, uh, pheromone tablets, which we, we put in them. They, they work, but um, 
aerosols are not really I mean so cockroaches are nocturnal so you don't really you want something that you can spray or put out which is going to last and then does its work at night and then you come in in the morning and then uh, there they are on the back so water based low toxic insecticides aerosols are good for flying insects okay because they saturate the air and they they have fast acting from there but really for crawling insects you want to use something which is can be safely and easily applied to surfaces so yeah so if a German cockroaches, this is where there's a, a bit of an issue we find because they can build up resistance very quickly. You, if you see them, you spray them with insecticide, that's fine. But you really need to find out and uh, look, look for harborage sites, places where they like to go, like in some cupboards, door hinges, they like coffee, hanging out in coffee machines, electrical appliances. So, you know, if you, you move something, you see these black bits around, and then you know, may not be coffee grinds, but um, <laughs> they could be the feces from German cockroaches. So, using uh, gel or bait formulations or you know, sticky traps or something like that is one of the better ways, rather than you have to nuke the place. That's, that's not the not the best way. German cockroaches in the kitchens is more common. Uh, we have bets when there's uh, a call comes in and somebody's got a cockroach problem. Okay. Uh, where did it live? Is it a high floor? Is it a low floor? Where is it? Is it in the kitchen? Whatever. So you can usually guess, right? It's in the kitchen, German cockroach. Or, but interesting, you mentioned the uh, brown banded cockroach. Now, that has, interesting enough, that was not very prevalent up until about 10 years ago. So as, as Hong Kong has moved into bigger high rise, we find that in the sort of the 50, 60, 70 floor buildings, these have become more endemic in uh, the urban environment than than other species as uh, other other cockroaches have and they are they are small like the german cockroach they have similar egg casing to them but they behave a little bit like american cockroaches so and they live in upper upper areas behind picture frames up in the cupboards and things like that so treatment can be a little bit more difficult. And do you also handle mosquitoes? Yes, we do. Uh, yeah, we do mosquito treatment as well. Yeah. When I when the when I'm not uh, getting bitten and not um, having it buzzing around my head, yeah. I have to say, uh, again, the mosquito with its uh, what's the bit where it actually bites called proboscis. Proboscis. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they yeah. they are incredibly designed well, insects. Females. That's the female, and you can use it. The, the males have hairy eyebrows. <laughs> their antenna, their antenna are very. They're like feathers. They're right. They're very hairy. So you can tell the females are thinner, and the males are very thick. And then they have siphon tube. Yeah, a siphon tube. tube yeah. So they have. It actually has two. There's two inside. There's two together there. So one, one's down, one's up, and so they're injecting and at the same time. So they inject. Yeah, because yeah. describe that to me. When 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 I'm being bitten by a mosquito, um, it actually is is withdrawing the blood. But it's something out of the chemical process is also happening. Yeah, there's actually injecting in there to anesthetise the area and then also to uh, make the blood flow, yeah. Why do they like blood? The reason they need blood, they need the protein to process the eggs. So um, the males don't, obviously, the males don't bite, they feed on plant nectar. The females will feed on plant nectar, but they need the protein. And of course, you know, you could say, well, mosquitoes are uh, very nasty insects, but basically they are vectors for diseases. So. They, they, they are just the carriers. They're not, uh, they don't actually develop the diseases themselves. They actually they just transfer them. That's, that's the issue. Is that so if you have dengue in you and you're bitten and that mosquito then becomes a carrier that bites me, I get it. Why does it itch afterwards? 
that's the uh, it's the protein that they put in there that causes that uh, antihistamine. Yeah. In terms, so it's it's basically it's the females that bite. Yes. Yeah, only females that bite. And uh, what do the male <laughs> <laughs> males seem to get off a bit easy on the insect world? Well, yeah, they just it's, uh, they're, they're they're mating and uh, hanging around and yeah, feeding on the plant nectar, hiding in the bushes. Yeah, but uh, the, with um, now uh, the Aedes albopictus, the uh, Asian tiger mosquito, which causes the dengue, the, the the issues with the with the eggs, the eggs don't desiccate, they don't dry up, so it's also called the floodwater mosquito. So what you happen is the eggs are late. When the water disappears, it dries up before they're hatched, and then next time there's rain comes in the water, then the eggs hatch. So that can be six months a year. How long does a mosquito, as long as I don't swat it, how long does a mosquito last? Well, around me, about five seconds. <laughs> uh, I live for no more than a, a week or so, yeah. All oh, right, that's yeah, what happens. Yeah. So they develop from an egg. Do they go well, into a larva? Five days. Well, they have um, what you call a four-stage cycle. So you've got the egg, larvae, pupae stage, uh, which all takes place in the water, and then the, the adult. And, uh, yeah, so, um, I mean, within, within minutes of the adult emerging, she is, the female is ready to mate, and the males are standing by. Good God, it's a very, very fast development. Uh, yeah, um, in ideal conditions, uh, five to seven days for a complete, complete life cycle. This is why it's a very important, you know, when you have standing water, you see it on the moment, I'll do some of the weekend. Come the weekend, uh, it's, they're, already, they're already gone. And uh, when the female lays uh, eggs, I mean, how many are we talking? Well, d- different species, depends. They load, they can lay two, three hundred and rafts, yeah, at a time. In terms of, you were saying that the, what was the one that carries dengue? Uh, Aedes albopictus. And that's that's the, the one with the black and white striped legs. Okay, yeah. black and white striped legs. Because yeah. I, I mean, I would. I mean, I know that some are bigger and some are smaller. Yeah. But other than that. And and uh, yeah. Um, if you look on the FEHD website, they've got some. Uh, they have some good pictures, samples of the the different uh, mosquito species. Yeah, the the bigger ones tend to not. They're more. They're animal biting rather than human biting. Stuart Morton of Biocycle Hong Kong Limited, talking about cockroaches and mosquitoes. Thanks for listening and join me next week on Hong Kong Heritage. Should have seen the one in the car, my car this morning. Nasty things, cockroaches, but an interesting program, of course. Uh, Hong Kong Heritage with Anna-Marie Evans. You can hear that again tomorrow evening at 6.15 here on Radio 3. Now that uh, amber rainstorm warning is done, but the thunderstorm warning is still around, so you can still expect quite a lot of that over the next few days. Squally thunderstorms. Today's maximum around 26 degrees, currently 24, humidity 98%. <laughs>